Hello and welcome to the Strong Girl Squad podcast. My name is Chelsea and my aim is to help simplify weight loss for women who feel like they have tried every single diet under the sun so they never have to diet again. The last intake for the Evolve and Six program kicks off on the 6th of November. So if you would like more information on the program, if you want to receive an exclusive discount, then you need to join my priority list. So you can click the show notes below to do that or it will be in the link of my bio on my Instagram, which is strong underscore girl squad. If you have any questions about the program or about this episode, please just drop me a message on Instagram. My handle is strong underscore girl squad, but I hope you enjoy this one. Hello and welcome to this episode of the Strong Girl Squad podcast. So in this episode today, ladies, I wanted to touch on um, a couple of key struggles that popped up in check-ins this week because although I've responded to you, I think hearing it in more context and hearing my voice in your head may help to kind of take in the information, understand the information and ultimately, ultimately be able to apply I guess the tips and recommendations that I have given um, in order to you know make sure that you're either improving or you're overcoming the struggles that you seem to be facing plus um, a lot of the time the struggles that pop up are struggles that at some point every one of you are going to go through so I think like I guess the benefit of me recording these podcasts is that you get to learn quicker so that, you know, you're better equipped when certain things like this do pop up. Anyway, let's get crackalackin'. So, first one was just around being unwell. I know when you are proper in your routine, you know, you're exercising, you're eating well, etc. And then suddenly get freaking sick, this can be a bit of like a, a hurdle to get over. Because, if well... I, I feel a bit useless when I'm sick and it's so weird because like when I get ill right which thankfully is not very much but I'm okay sorry mum I'm not a mummy or daddy's girl or anything like that you know I've been quite independent my whole life well obviously after school and shit like that um but when I'm sick I'm like I always like wish I was just at home with my mum and she was looking after me and making me food and shit like that so, you know, when you are ill, obviously you're out of your routine, you're not potentially exercising, you know, you're probably not eating like normal either because I know when we get ill, uh, our appetite is quite impacted with that. Um, but I thought I would just give a few kind of tips on things to focus on, which you probably already know, but I'm going to repeat them anyway. Um, and yeah, pretty much that's it. So I guess like my first thing is just listen to your body. Okay, so if you're unwell, you're unwell. Like, there's no point beating yourself up about it. Like, this shit happens all the time. Um, and you're, we're all going to experience it at some point. But the best thing to do is listen to your body. Do not try and bloody, you know, exercise flat out and get all your steps in and just continue trying to follow the routine that you're normally in. Because at the end of the day, you're, you know, your current state, you're unwell. You're not like, you don't have the energy levels probably. You don't have the motivation um, you don't have the get up and go drive as you would normally do because your body's at the end of the day fighting an infection like that is why you're unwell. It's doing its best to try and overcome it, but you're, um, yeah, you're not, I guess you just don't have those levels of energy and motivation and drive to get your shit done as per normal. So like I said, listen to your body. The second thing is make sure, and this is quite hard because when, you know, we're sick, we lose our appetite. Make sure that you're getting enough fruits and vegetables into your diet. This is because the nutrients and the antioxidants from these fruits and vegetables are going to help 
keep your immune system strong and fight off that virus that it's trying to fight off. At the end of the day, anything that you can possibly do to, um, I guess, help your body recover quicker, you should be doing. Another thing to do is make sure that you're drinking enough water. Again, I'm saying this, I'm not like you already know this, but I'm going to repeat it. And when you're unwell, it's tough because let's be honest, when I'm unwell, I don't freaking want to eat fruits and vegetables, do I? I just want to have comfort food, soups, toast, you know, all the delicious stuff. So like completely get, you know, sometimes you just got to eat comfort food, but I just want to remind you of why you should be getting your fruits and veggies in. Um, and also just make sure you get enough water in your um, daily routine, even when you are unwell, because ultimately, um, when our body is dehydrated or when you're not drinking enough water, you're not allowing your body to flush those toxins out. So, you know, those toxins are staying within the body potentially. Uh, and also, you know, when you're dehydrated, it becomes a bit of a uh, breeding ground, as they say, um, for just bacteria, which ultimately we're trying to reduce when you're unwell because you want your immune system to fight off the sickness. So I think those are the two key things that if you are unwell, just being more conscious of your fruits and veggies and making sure you're drinking a hell of a lot of water, even though you may not feel like it because ultimately, freaking hate being sick. Nobody wants to be sick. Um, I know when I'm ill, I'm like, I cannot wait to be better and I will never, ever take my health for granted again. <laughs> but you tend to forget that when you get into like the bloody rat race of life. Um, and I think the most important thing is that when you have recovered or you feel like you have recovered and you're trying to ease your way back into your routine, do just that, ease your way in. It is going to be hard that first week because your body has been fighting an infection or a virus. Like it's, it's not its usual self. It's been run down. So don't expect to go into the gym and just get straight back to where you were a week or two ago before you were ill. Like, it will be harder because your body has been in a different, I guess, in, you know, state, so to speak. So I think just take it easy, you know, don't push as hard and remind yourself that you haven't lost all your freaking progress, you've just been unwell, your body's still recovering and it will get back to what you were like previous to being sick. But again, you just have to kind of run the course and within a week or so you'll be feeling much better but also just cut yourself a bit of bloody slack your progress isn't ruined from one week two weeks whatever it is where you've been unwell it's just your body needs to readjust to the state it was in prior to being unwell second little thing that i want to talk about is the importance of recovery and rest days and what you can do to aid that now um i think sometimes we can assume that uh, we need to exercise a hell of a lot so that we can get these results. But your recovery is super, super important if you want to achieve results, especially when, you know, your results, uh, so you're trying to achieve weight loss, etc. This is because if you think about it, and, and I'm going to come on to the sleep aspect of it, but like that is the time your body can rejuvenate itself. And what normally happens is like when you weight train, um, there's like little muscle fibers in our body, they break. And the way that building muscle works is that through enough recovery and protein and sleep, those little muscle fibers um, repair and then you get stronger and you build more muscle. That's how that, that works. Um, so there's a couple of things that I would suggest. And this comes off the back because um, I had one of the ladies on the Evolve and Six program just say that by Friday she was feeling freaking quite tired from her workout. She'd done 
four workouts in a row. Um, so I thought this would be a great kind of topic to just um, touch on. Now, I know it's not always the case, but in terms of your workouts, if you can leave a few days for recovery in between, do that. So like, if I know not everyone has this opportunity. Um, I don't follow this, if I'm being honest, because I just do my workouts whenever I can fit them in. Um, and if that means me doing three in a row or four in a row, then I'd, I'm going to do that because I'd rather do that than not do it, if that makes sense. Um, but what I suggested is to uh, one of the members of the Evolve and Six program is that, can you do like a workout, rest day, workout, rest day, workout, rest day? Or can you do two workouts and then leave a couple of days for rest and then do another two workouts? There's no right or wrong in this at all. Like at the end of the day, you have to do it so that it suits your lifestyle. And we want you to make sure you're getting them in. But eat, like, it's, God, I can't speak, always case. But it's just important to make sure that we are prioritizing that recovery. Because at the end of the day, if you're constantly going into your sessions feeling fatigued and sore, like week on week, you're not going to push yourself as hard in that session. And you're not going to get as much out of it as if you just left yourself a couple of days to recover, um, you know, your energy energy levels are recovered, etc. You can then go into that session and fully smash it and get the most out of it, okay? I mean, sometimes your muscles are going to be sore and you just need to do your workout. Like, I've done that before. Like, it's not, it's, there's nothing wrong with it. It's not like you're not going to, like, the whole session's wasted at all. But if you find that every week and you're trying to do those four in a row, that you're constantly feeling the same. It's Friday, you're feeling fatigued, you don't feel like you're pushing as much because your muscles are sore and you don't have that energy, then it's time to just have a look at, you know, is there a different way that you can do this to make sure that you're not constantly feeling sore, you're not constantly feeling lethargic by the end of the week, um, and that you are getting the most out of out of those sessions, so to speak. Um, so planning your workouts, you know, if you have that opportunity, give yourself a few rest days here or there, you know, some weeks you may be able to do that, some weeks you can't. At the end of the day, every week's different. Just try your best to make sure that you're getting, you know, enough days of recovery, so to speak. Um, another thing, sleep. Sleep is so underrated, not just for recovery, but for freaking everything else, okay? So, like, it is so, so important that you're getting a minimum of seven hours sleep a night. Uh, th that is a bare minimum. To be fair, I only get seven hours a night, and I found that is the perfect amount for me because um sometimes if I do eight hours I get real tired. It's freaking strange. Seven hours. If you think about it, when you sleep, that is when your body is fully recovering. It has time to replenish those energy stores. Um, that's when the human uh the growth hormone is able to do its work. It's able to repair our muscles. Like your body needs time to recover. It needs time to just chill the f out because when you get up, I'm sure that your day is freaking full on, constantly moving, constantly thinking. Like, you cannot continue to do that day on, day out and something not happen, so to speak. Do you know what I mean? It's a bit of give and take here. So, like, if you're constantly running on shit all sleep, trying to work out, trying to work, trying to handle your family responsibilities, at some point, something's going to cock up here because you need time to recover and you need energy to do all those things and that's going to happen from making sure you get enough sleep not to mention when you don't get enough sleep it impacts your hunger levels and your appetite so generally it will um, increase your hunger hormone and it will decrease your satiety hormone so that's why you know late afternoon if you're feeling a bit tired often you can feel hungry I know I bloody well do um 
So I think, yeah, just make sure your sleep is a priority. Um, and also when you're lacking sleep, that's when things like increased anxiety and stress can also occur. So sleep is so important. I want you all to make sure that you're prioritizing it. Again, if you've got young children um, or responsibilities, etc., it's not, you're not always going to do it. It's not something I'm like, okay, you need to get seven hours sleep every single night. Otherwise, you know, it's all going to go to shit. That's not what I'm saying. But at least being aware that you need to prioritize your sleep, I think is the first step. This is going to come down to not sitting up watching telly all night, not watching an extra Netflix bloody series or whatever it is, not scrolling on your phone for an hour before bed. The blue light in the phones, like I read this somewhere, apparently it um, when we're on our phones before bed, there's some sort of blue light. Okay, let's be honest, I, I can't 100% confirm this, but I did read it somewhere. <laughs> um, and what that does, it signals to our brain that it's still daytime, so that's why we stay awake. Like, I've done it before, I've, uh, you know, I've been doing a bit lately and it's pretty shit. Um, get caught in those bloody loopholes, watching Facebook videos, not good, okay? You need to start creating a better bedtime routine and making sure that you're getting off electronics, you're not watching TV. I would say at least half an hour before your actual bedtime, that's what I've been doing. And like something I really enjoy doing is reading and I don't read on a Kindle, I don't read on my phone or a laptop because the blue light. Um, I have physical books and I actually prefer that way of reading and it's not to say you have to read for hours before you go to bed but you know I read a couple of pages every night and that kind of winds me down. Other things you can do is like um, journaling, I love journaling, like uh, journaling's not like airy-fairy, it's pretty much just getting your thoughts from your brain, chuck them on the paper and that way you, it will probably help with, well it will help with your sleep because a lot of the times we can go to bed with a lot of shit on our mind, overthinking, overthinking, whereas if you just wrote it all down on paper or even just wrote a to-do list for the next day, that can often help as well. Um, or like questions you could ask yourself, and this is what I used to do is, you know, what went well today? What didn't go well today? What negative emotion did I, like, did I feel any negative emotions today? And why? Just so that you can recognize what actually happened throughout the day. Get that shit off your brain. It's like a bloody weight off your shoulders. You've got it all out on paper. Um, and if you're like stressed about having to do a lot of stuff the next day, write down, okay, what do you have to do in the next day? A lot of the time we make it a bigger deal in our head than it is and then once you actually write down what you have to do on paper you're like oh okay well it, you know maybe it is still a lot but at least you know what you have to do and you're not going to forget anything. So I think journaling is often can be quite helpful. Um, magnesium, magnesium tablets, I take that before I go to sleep um, and that's just going to help reduce inflammation in the body um, and also it just kind of helps lax is you out. I also listen to this like podcast before I go to bed. It's um it's like a sleep podcast or something like that. Every night I put it on. There's a, there was one night I, I was like I'll just see if I can go to sleep without it. And it was like no thanks. Like listening to my thoughts and myself breathe. I was like I don't think so. So then I had to put the uh the podcast on. And you can set the timer so in an hour it switches off and I'm always asleep before the hour. So it's great. So they're just options there. I think um, one thing I want to note is that when we age, when females age and as you go through the menopause and postmenopause, what happens is that the recovery process takes a hell of a lot longer. Now, physically, you can still train the way you probably could, you know, prior. But it's important to recognize that 
yeah, the the process to you actually being reco- being able to recover and your muscles and your energy levels being able to recover and replenish, it does take longer. This is why it's really important if you can leave, you know, a day where, you know, in between your workouts, that is going to help a hell of a lot more because you're actually giving your body that time to replenish its energy stores and to recover from the stress that you placed on the body from working out. Now, I thought that was just something to note um, because I know that, you know, I do have clients obviously who are going through menopause or are postmenopausal and uh, it's just important to recognize that, you know, your, your energy levels do come down because of all the hormones that are going crazy within your body when you go through this period. Um, so just being aware that your recovery time takes longer than when, you know, maybe you're in your 20s, your 30s or your 40s. So this is why as much as strength training is important to um, support, you know, the building and maintenance of, you know, your muscles, so is the recovery side of things and making that as much of a priority for yourself. Uh, I think that was pretty much it on that one. Um, The next one, which is quite common, I've talked about it a lot, is about like going on holiday and then getting back into it when you get back. Again, it comes off the back of one of the ladies from the Evolve and Six program who went on holiday and she came back and you know what she did? She just got back into the routine of things. It is simple as that. Like it is as simple as that. You get back don't build it up in your head because this is what a lot of people do. They're like, oh, it's going to be so hard, a bit out of routine. I've been drinking a lot. I've been eating a lot. Like, I've ruined everything. You haven't ruined everything. You had a bloody relaxing holiday, okay? Also, get back into it. That's like, there's a few things that you probably think, I mean, I know they're hard, you know, easier said than done. But in the grand scheme of things, it is all you do is you get back from holiday. If you want to plan your meals, do your grocery shop, and you just get that session booked in and you do it. What tends to happen is that we create this story in our head. We make ourselves believe it's going to be so hard. We've lost the last six months of progress. I'm a complete beginner when I get back from my seven day holiday. No, you're not. You're not a freaking beginner. You've had seven days off where you've been chilling, okay, which you are entitled to do because what is the point of living a life where you don't get to go and enjoy things like this? Like there's, and it's just, for me, I just think there's no there's no point fucking trying to work on your goals and your health and all that shit if you can't go and enjoy life as well. So you haven't ruined everything, and I'm going to continue to say it every single time because also when I'm talking about this, this isn't directed at the person with the struggle. Um, well, it wasn't a struggle. It was a win, actually. Um, it's just me freaking, you know, moaning on about it. Anyway, um, yeah, so just simple as that. Get back into routine, plan your meals, go for a grocery shop, do the workout. So that is all you have to do because the thing is, is that when you have a few days off or you go on a holiday, your habit and your routine are waiting for you. When you get back, they're not going anywhere, okay? So um, don't worry about ruining your progress on holiday. Eat what you want if you want to, okay? Or make mindful choices if you want to. Drink alcohol if you want to drink alcohol or don't. Like, it's your holiday. You do whatever the hell you like want to do and don't spend it worrying about putting on weight or losing all your progress because I just think you've spent this money on a bloody holiday, you freaking enjoy it the way you want and then you've got, like, you go on holiday for seven days, you come back, you won't go on holiday for what, unless you're really lucky or super rich, you won't go on holiday for another few months, like, you've got the next few months to get back on track. Like, that is all it is. Anyway, 
And I think I got another one that I wanted to chat about. Just checking my notes here. Oh, yeah, cool. Um, so, again, it just comes down to scale weight. Now, I've been having a lot of conversations this week around scale weight. And I think the majority of the conversations with my clients around it is been positive because they are recognizing that the scale weight means shit all. Okay, it doesn't mean shit all, but obviously it's the last thing I would ever use as a form of progress because of it can be a slippery slope, as you know. And if you've spent your whole life pinpointing your self-worth and your progress on a number on the scales, it is very highly likely you've been um, more disappointed than kind of like when you've jumped on and seen the results that you want to see, if that makes sense. And what I'm trying to get is that you can lose fat and the scale weight may not come down. You can improve your strength and the scale weight may not come down. Your mood and your energy can be massively improved and the scale weight hasn't moved. Your like mindset has changed from an all or nothing approach to you know, being completely aware that it's all about balance and it's about just showing up every day. Um, and you don't have to be on a diet or off a diet. It could just be you every day working on yourself, trying to improve your health and your scale weight hasn't come down. Like what I'm trying, the message that I'm trying to get, get across to you ladies is that, okay, first of all, you can use scale, obviously you can use scale weight as a form of progress. There's many coaches that do. I personally, from like the women that I've worked with, I just don't feel like that is the best way to go about things because I think too many women pinpoint their whole success on this number that they're chasing and it's like well you're not chasing the number you're just chasing how you felt at that number and you can absolutely achieve those feelings you can feel confident in your body you can notice changes in your body you can have all these massive benefits and that number and you may never get to that number like that is the reality of it um so I kind of wanted to mention that because when I hear like you ladies say you've had this mindset shift in terms of the scales and you know what, it's not coming down but you don't give a shit because you feel great. For me, that is music to my ears. That is my goal. Like, I want to get more women comfortable with the fact that they can chuck the fucking, I swore, I always swear, anyway, they can chuck the bloody scales out and still make progress and still see changes. And I just, yeah, I just, I'm so happy and hopefully you can tell how passionate I am about, you know, that topic. So I thought that was brilliant. Um, but I guess the, there was a bit of a struggle on the side of struggling to get out of the mindset of scale weight. Um, and I think it's important to remember it's going to take time. If you've spent your whole life just jumping on the scales and, like I said, letting it dictate your mood, your actions, your self-worth, it is going to take time to reverse that thought process because that's all you've ever known but the thing is is that the more I think the more you kind of focus on the habits that we focus on a day-to-day -day basis the I don't know if the word's quicker but like eventually you will start seeing differences in your mood and your energy um you will notice differences like in fat loss you know whether your clothes fit a bit better and I think once you start noticing those little changes those changes is what's going to cement the idea that you don't have to be losing weight on the scales in order to benefit from looking after yourself and from eating well and from you know strength training and I think at the start it's quite difficult because it does take time to start noticing those changes because you can't expect shit to happen overnight you hear me say it all the time 
like very I'm very you know set and realistic expectations for you I know you'll get there I know you will experience it but if you think it's happened in a week or you think it's happening overnight when you've potentially just you know it hasn't been a priority for a very long period of time you got you know you're, you're living in the bloody fairies I don't think that's the right analogy but you get what I'm saying but it will happen and when it happens that will start cementing the idea that what you're doing is right and that you can absolutely be noticing amazing changes in lots of areas of your life and that scale weight has not budged a single bloody freaking number okay so I thought um something to mention and I guess the key here is like keeping focus especially when you're starting out so to speak and when I say starting out for me personally until you've started working with me I like anything you've tried in the past like for me you've just started since you've worked with me okay I know you might have tried other things in the past um but I had nothing to do with them so you know that's what I'm trying to get out here at the start it's going to be super hard because you're gonna have to show up for yourself every day and keep putting in the work and keep ticking off the habits without getting anything back initially. And as humans, this is quite hard because we want instant gratification. We want quick results. We want shit to happen overnight and it doesn't work like that. So I think the start of the journey is the hardest part because until you start seeing little changes in all those things that I mentioned earlier, it can be quite difficult to stick at it because you feel like you're not making progress. The reality is you are making progress, getting your steps in, getting your water in, increasing your protein, you know, working out, doing exercises you never thought you would be able to do. That is all progress and that's all leading you to where you need to get to. But because, you know, it doesn't happen overnight, it's hard to stick at it. So I think for anyone, you know, who goes through this kind of mentality, you just got to keep showing up. You do have to keep showing up. And I know it's not easy and I say it a lot, but you you have to do it. What what You've got two options here. You either keep showing up and something's going to change. It just might take a while. Or you stop showing up and nothing's ever going to change. You're just going to feel shitter about yourself. Shitter? More shit. So I think, um, you know, that's important. And the reality is habits take time to build. Okay? Like... That is why it's so hard to get started. That is why women find it so hard to, one, lose weight, but maintain it. Like, the hardest part for women is probably not the weight loss itself, but actually being able to maintain the weight loss. And that's because the habits take a freaking hell of a lot of work to build, but it's so worth it when you... And this is something I think I talk about a little bit, is that, like, for me, I love it being hard. And I know that sounds really strange, but like with my even with my own goals in business, like things are challenging. I don't, you know, I have to go out of my way to learn a hell of a lot, learn new things, get better at good, you know, new things. But I actually sometimes I think about it, I'm like, I actually really like that I have to do that. I like that I'm not naturally gifted with freaking business shit. Because like for me, when I get something right or when something works out for me. I have the biggest sense of self-accomplishment and I think, you know what, I freaking deserve it because I know I put in the work and I think like what that means to me is a hell of a lot. So like, I think I want you to look at it like this and the reason I'm talking about is that I want you to look at it, your weight loss journey or your health and fitness journey like this. Yes, it's hard. Okay. It is going to be hard. It's the, just how shit goes. 
but you need to remind yourself that when you start noticing changes or when you get to your just say you achieve a weight loss goal or whatever it may be when you do you're going to be so freaking proud of yourself because you're going to realize you know what I absolutely deserve this win I deserve to feel this way because I was the one who put in the work I was the one who continued to show up every day I was the one who could have easily thrown in the white towel like a lot of other people do and give up but I didn't. I persevered. I stayed resilient. I kept moving towards my goals, even on the days it felt like I wasn't making progress. And I just think having that feeling of being proud of yourself for overcoming hurdles and struggles and, you know, getting to places that you never thought would be possible is such a priceless and unreal feeling. Um, So I think the next time you find things difficult and you know, maybe I sound a bit airy-fairy, but I'm such a believer in, like, you work, like, if you put in the work and you work freaking hard, you will get to where you want to be. I'm a believer in that. Um, But you have to have a bit of belief in yourself. You won't always, you know, you'll have doubts and shit like that every single day. I do. But you still got to show up. And I just think, yeah, next time shit gets hard, just think, do you know what? It's hard. But I'm going to learn how to manage the situation. I'm going to learn how to improve. I'm going to learn how to overcome this struggle. Because, well, when you learn how to do that, next time it happens, you will be able to better manage it. But also, you just got to think like, you know what, this is hard. Um, but I'm not going to give up. Because I know that when I get to where I want to be, I'm going to feel so freaking proud of myself for getting to this point, despite everything, despite the hurdles, despite the setbacks. And like I said, I just think that's an unreal feeling. So have that in the back of your mind. And of course, if you're ever struggling, if you ever need a pep talk, motivation, or you're having a bit of a wobble, you message me in the group because I'll be your cheerleader. I'll make sure that you're on track and I'll make sure that you keep going because that is what I'm passionate about. And that's what I really want to help you to do. Um, And a lot of it does mean staying resilient and staying focused. And it's not always easy, but it's freaking worth it at the end of it. Anyway, I hope you guys enjoyed this episode. Um, Just that I'd, yeah, give a bit of context context to some of the struggles in check-ins. If you have any questions, please drop me a message in the group. But I hope you enjoyed this one.